What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 20 of the MM Arcade podcast. Rob, your camera is looking good, man. Mate, <laughs> bask, bask in the high definition. <laughs> Before any of you downloads like this. <laughs> the, the lighting isn't wor- like we got this fancy $300 Elgato lighting and it broke. It's just not working. We did. Johnny drove all the way out to my house, uh, yeah. put it together, and it didn't turn on. Uh, Heartbreaking. But yeah. Bask in this in this image. <laughs> you know, even though I don't have the lighting with the lighting in the room and the way it's centered, I, I feel like I have mood lighting like you do. You kind of like, do. I feel like I I have an orange tinge to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, for, for those of you wondering, I literally have a brand new light. I want to send it out to Rob tomorrow. And and maybe one day we'll get Rob some colored lighting in the background. Some Philips you. That's it. Oh, that's what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to Put the sticky things up. I keep forgetting. I keep Next forgetting. Time. I, <laughs> like honestly, the the whole desk and setup had to be moved and shifted and rearranged for the new camera. Yep. And I did it ten minutes before <laughs> before we logged on, just because I was racing around with the kids and racing around trying to eat. And that uh, is what Fair. it is. Here we are, and look at me in high high res. We're here, <laughs> and maybe next time there'll be better lighting and colors in the background too. So looking forward to that. I love, by the way, our audio listeners have no idea what's going on. If you are listening yeah. on audio, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, they don't even know what we look like at this point. <laughs> they just, just listen. Like, but no, it's good. And, and quickly, I just want to tease something for everybody, for all, all mm. our devoted listeners out there. I want to tease something. Is uh, You'll notice I'm wearing this shirt once again. I have the logo on the wall. There's going to be a mm. huge announcement come Wednesday. It's something that I'm very passionate about, something I've been working on very hard since last year. So stay tuned on all my social platforms next Wednesday. No, yeah, next Wednesday, this Wednesday coming. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, going to announce something very special. Sick, sick. Looking forward to it, man. I remember the first episode where you put out that logo, so I'm keen to see it come to fruition. That's it. That's it. And with that, UFC. Oh, dude. Okay. Very controversial UFC fight night, not chair UFC. Rob, I, I, we can take this in any order that you want. I think people- I'm are, still- Yeah. <laughs> I'm still flabbergasted that it was a fight night. (laughs) (laughs) So you, so when I went over to yours, Rob was saying like, how how is Grasso and Shevchenko fighting on a fight night? Why aren't they on a main UFC cut? Insanity, right? Because it was also a great fight too. Yeah, and I I understand because it was um it was the Independence Day for Mexico. Yeah, and um. You know, it was it was a big thing, and and you could tell like it was stacked to the rafters. Maybe that was more important. Uh, if you ask any of the Mexican fighters, they would have said maybe that that is what is more important. Mm. That um, just filling in that ring and having the the home crowd, but to have champions fight on on non pay per view events, you yeah. know, I don't know. It's a little mind boggling, but let's get into it. UFC fight night, but Shevchenko versus Grasso oh, main right. event. Let's well, go. Let's, I, let's talk go. about the controversy. Just all right, <laughs> tell me what you thought of the fight, where you think it went, who do you think won. I just want to hear your th- thoughts before I get into it. Okay. I um, I certainly think they, they started out very wary, right? They started very wary, very respectful of each other's abilities. Yeah. I've got to say, Shevchenko's jab is Bar none. It was it Beautiful, was crisp right? and on point. The way yeah. the way she she utilized it from round one through to round five. It was mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Um, she did get dropped. Okay, but that in, in a scrappy fight. But Grasso was finding it hard to close the distance and get into that scrap distance yeah. with that jab being so effective. But 
Mate, it was a close fight. It yeah. was a close fight. And and honestly, I could have seen it going. I can see the, deci- the decision swinging both ways. Okay. Me personally, if I was to score the fight, I probably would have scored it in Shevchenko's favor. Mm. You know, I think she won three of three of the five. But in saying that though, it 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 wouldn't have, would not have been mind blowing for her not to have won for 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 Grasso to have won because she did have some really strong rounds like the round where she got the knockdown she finished on Shevchenko's back and it looked really hairy there for a while she was pushing um putting a lot of pressure mm. and pressure is, is I feel in in MMA at the moment is being scored very highly we saw that in the Della fight just one fight before this in the Della fight and Holland fight that you know, with Della pushing forward the whole time, it just mm. looks really, really good. And I think it's scoring really well. But all that said, I I, I could s- see an argument like, oh, okay, it was a close fight. Maybe Grasso got the favor of the judges and and she took a win. Okay, yada yada yada. But what I don't understand is the way it played out. It wasn't like it was scored 10-9, 10-9, split yeah. both ways, don't know what's going yeah. on. No, it was that last round, that last round that oh, – who, who is it? Mike um, Bell. Mike, Mike Bell. Bell. Mike Bell scored that last round a 10-8 in, in Grasso's favour. And that is, that is mind-blowing, okay? Because – like I said, you could see it was a very close fight. You could see it going mm. both ways. You can, I think Shevchenko won, but you know what? I've seen crazier things happen, and Grasso takes the W. Current, yeah, current champion at the moment. The day, all that it looks good, right? Is what it is. But that ten eight is what has thrown everything into mm. turmoil. Is thrown everything out <laughs> out the window. It is it is crazy because that that was not a ten eight round. I don't know what he was looking at. Genuinely, I don't. Because for the first three minutes of that round, I had Shevchenko winning because her jab, as you mentioned, was just on point the entire night. So, And it was very close until that point. Then clearly, clearly Grasso won the round because of what she did towards the back end of it. But how do you mm-hmm. score something at 10-8 when for just over half of the round, it was much more equal than that it's like she had to have been in that last two minutes so undeniably dominant to wipe everything that happened previously in the round and it just wasn't that like yeah Grasso got the upper hand but she didn't do that craziest amount of damage like what was he thinking bro i i I don't understand and like obviously the threat of the choke was there the whole time and i think i think we were reading into it more because of how that's how she won the previous fight so i think Mm. we were all kind of on the edge of our seats before that but it's exactly as you said grasso slowed down and shevchenko had that jab pinpointed on her and it was she was just as fast in the fifth fifth as she was in the first it was yeah it's (laughs) mate what do you do that's the what do you do? What do you? And it's and it's silly that we're here talking about it because all rounds, which whichever way they were decided, they were all 10-9 rounds, right? It mm. should like we should be talking about the fourth round, if anything, because that was the one which dictated who would have won that fight. Because the, the way that I have it written down here, yeah, the first one went to Shevchenko. Grasso took the second, so they were equal until that point. In the third, I thought Shevchenko won that as well. And then the fifth one clearly went to Grasso. So it was the fourth round which would have dictated which way the fight went. Mm. And I can understand the arguments on both sides, especially when you bring up Grasso's knees to the head. Um, 
they it is, I know there's a bit of controversy whether <laughs> were, they were to the back of the were, head or not. Weren't they a bit shifty? <laughs> they were sh- hey, This is the thing, bro. All right? And I watched a lot of breakdowns after the fight. And I feel for the judges in this sense. When everyone's breaking the, those strikes down frame by frame and seeing exactly where they, where they hit and, and who had the, the most strikes and most impacting or, or damaging strikes, it's easy with hindsight when the VOD is there to slow everything mm. down and go frame by frame. When you're looking at it live and sometimes the camera angle's a little bit obstructed, sometimes you can't see everything as a judge, I can see why one judge would give it to Grasso and the other would give it to Shevchenko. When you rewatch it, though, it's clear that Shevchenko won that round, in my opinion. It was very, very close, but I feel yeah. like she did more, did more with the jab and got more damage, even though Grasso had, you know, turned it around a little bit with those knees. Let me say, I will say that Grasso, early in the fight, Grasso had a lot of momentum and it looked super well when she had Shevchenko's back on the fence and was putting in that work. It looked super dominating. For whatever reason, Shevchenko looked off at those points and those moments. It looked like she didn't want to be there at those moments. But obviously, that's not what's gone through her head. She's in the middle of a fight, but that's just how it looked. And you can see the judges scoring those earlier rounds in Mm. favor of Grasso. But Mate, the ten eight round at five is is that's Stupid. that's that's the wrench in the gears. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the crazy part. Because I'm I and I think a lot of others aren't even that upset with the draw. It was a close no. fight, you know. But that it's the, it's that ten eight round. That's the thing that blew it. And it's not even like they gave the knockdown round a ten eight. You know, that was exactly. If, exactly. If, if any round was going to be a ten eight. It was that one because hundred percent for a moment there, I thought she's going to get finished here. This is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. but what do you what do you what do you do? And and I guess you know, moving from the fight itself, where does that leave those fighters and their division, dude? I, th- I think you have to run it back. I know people might not be excited by that, but you can't leave it and, and not go into the trilogy with that draw. You, in my opinion, you just can't do that. You've got to go into the trilogy. It's probably, yeah, get it on an actual main card. It's it's. I think it will do decently well because people would be excited to see who's actually the winner out of those two. And yes, the rest yeah. of the division will have to wait a little bit but I think that's fine. It was a great fight. It was really yeah. cr- close. It was really exciting. Who doesn't want to see that again? Honest opinion. Even though we've seen it twice, I would love to see yeah. it again. And historically, draws they usually they usually run it back. They they like they with Woodley and Wonderboy. They ran that back. Yeah, it's. I think yeah, it it has to make that probably makes the most sense. But for it's sure. it's a tricky position for the rest of the division. But. Where, you know, more importantly, where, where does Mike Bell go from here? <laughs> Dude, you are so funny. So, like, usually we have, have problems with Sal D'Amato, that the, the other judge, and he's the only one that called the fight correctly. I, okay, I won't say correctly because the other judge called it, like, it was just the fourth round that, that changed. And I can understand why, you know, they called it to, to Grasso. Mm. But Sal D'Amato, who usually has some subsequent decisions, was the only one that called this correctly. What was Mike doing for the... Ah, uh, I'm so mad. It was so upsetting <laughs> that, like, I, and I'm a very casual MMA viewer, and I've admitted that, Rob. <laughs> Anyone yeah. watching that round could see that yeah. it was not a 10 8. There's only one bit of gospel, mate, and that's you don't leave it to the judges. And that's been, that's been yeah. gospel since the start of 
of the entire organization. You don't leave it to the judges. And, you know, I, I obviously, I understand there's rich coming from me. I'm like, I'm like a <laughs> not- notorious decision winner, okay? Rich, I get it. Okay, before everyone starts commenting down below. But it's it's true. It's true. It's you know? true. Yeah. But that was the main event. So we still have Grasso as champion and mm-hmm. i guess we probably gonna see a, a third fight a repeat for sure you know for sure. a three-peat <laughs> yeah and and hopefully that that gets sorted soon because i'm very excited for that but rob we've got another couple of fights that there's one in particular that i want to talk about but do, do you want to quickly cover kevin holland and jack della madalena yeah i will i will and i mentioned i touched on it briefly in yeah. the, the the fight earlier, it's just that that forward pressure, Jack trying to get inside. Kevin Holland was doing a lot of work on the outside. He was using his range and reach well, but I yeah. felt like a lot of his punches were slaps. They just weren't super effective. And whilst Holland was throwing a lot of kicks, yeah. they just didn't look to be effective. They were kind of just fluff kicks. And yeah, yeah they, and Jack Della was just kind of just moving forward a lot. It looks really good in the judges' Uh, the judge's eyes. He was landing shots. He was getting him against the fence a lot of the time. And yeah, he took a, a another win, you know, another mm-hmm. win for the Aussie boy. Took a Good lot of him. booze, you know, poor he guy. He did take took a lot, a lot of, of booze, booze yeah. for that win. But <laughs> mate, what matters at the end of the day is he took the W. He went into enemy territory, took the W. He's coming home, winner, winner, chicken dinner. So Absolutely. You know, that's... That's that. Where yep. Kevin Holland's though? Where, where Kevin Holland? Where, where does he go? What does he do? Like, I actually don't know. His, I, I'm lost. His, his career path at the moment is like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, up, yeah. down, down. <laughs> like it's crazy. And you know, I would have said it reminded me a lot of Strickland because Strickland reminds me like they have some similarities there in the way they approach mm. fighting. How it's just like let's just get in the fight. I'll fight anyone. Uh, I'll fight next week. I'll fight this week. I may be at my best. I may not be. And mm-hmm. you know, I like that mentality. Honestly, personally, I like that mentality because it means you're always ready. You're always hungry for the fight, and you've always got fight in you. But it does show that. If the fights you're not ready for, sometimes you lose. And the fights yeah. you are ready for, you win in impressive fashion. And like I said, your trajectory is like this. Now, Sean, I'm starting to change my opinion on that though because I feel like since his loss to Pereira, mm-hmm. he, he's, I don't know, he took a lot of fights very quickly, but something changed, something changed. I don't know. Something changed in the way he, the way his style, the way he approached Fighting in there, a little bit smarter, a little a little bit wiser for it. It's hard to pinpoint because he's just such a out there character. You know, I, I don't right. know what he's doing, but I feel like like I said, the career trajectory is up, down, up, down. Like, where does he go? What what happens? Where? Yeah, it's 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 tricky, tricky. I honestly I don't know where he goes. Like, and and he had a, a couple of nice wins against Kiesa and Ponzinibbio as well. So like. He's still got to be in there somewhere, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know who you would give the next fight to. I, I'm is, definitely is, interested I'm in what Jack does ranked. next, though. Is he ranked? No, he's not ranked at the moment. Uh, I think at the moment, I don't believe he's ranked. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll but that, it, it looks really good for Jack Della right now. You know, coming off a win against Kevin Holland, such a big personality, such a big presence in the octagon. Yeah, I think I would say. You know, JDM's 
goes to fight a top 10 opponent next. Well, he is now, I think these rankings are up to date now. So Jack is now ranked 14th. I'm not too sure if he was ranked before. Mm. Kevin Holland, apologies, he is 13th. Um, well, that, so, that would change. So Jack would go to 13. Well, I, 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 yeah, you're right. It, it, this hasn't been updated okay. since that fight. Apologies. So there's a, well, there's cool. a lot of interesting that's fights in there. Point. That's an yeah. that's an entry point. He's got his entry point to the top ten. Yeah. So uh, I thought yep. Holland would give him more trouble than it looked. Obviously, it wasn't yeah. an easy fight for him, but yep. with Holland's weird way of fighting and his reach and range, I thought it, mm. I thought he would have more trouble. But yep. Jack seems to have his head on when fighting the taller opponents. So you, you want you we'll funny though. It, goes. it, it was mm-hmm. split decision, and Mike Bell called it for for Holland. <laughs> Wait. What's he doing? <laughs> Mate, you can't leave it in the hands of the judges because let's be honest, sometimes they're not watching. <laughs> Pretty let's much. be honest, you know. Uh, uh, is the the only other fight right. that I wanted to talk about really was Raul Rosas Jr. You know, we saw him come back mm-hmm. after his mm-hmm. loss. Dude, this kid is a is a freak, dude. He's eighteen years old, and and he's got already such an awesome record in the UFC. Understandably, mm-hmm. just had his loss, but impressive against Terence Mitchell. Like, and and this is a guy like, oh yeah, he's like he's really known from his grappling, his ra- wrestling, and all that. Just smoked him. It was beautiful to see. I was so hyped for him, so excited. I I am also happy for him, and I think I don't I, I don't know I don't. I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit. Like I feel like this was a fight he was supposed to win. He should have won it. He should have won this fight. He um he was put in the deep end a little bit last fight. Like his previous fight, I should say. Mm -hmm. And the experience of the better fighter just really took it out of him. You could see he was in deep waters and didn't really know what to do with it. And then Mm -hmm. in and I feel like to bring that train back. To bring their confidence back, they gave him a guy that wasn't as experienced. You know, I, I feel like it was, yeah, it was like a, it was like a step back. It was like a bit of a tune-up. You know what I mean? Like almost like yeah. make, yeah, a bit of like a catch-up, which is great. I think it's great, especially for these younger fighters. I think throwing, and we've seen that a lot of times when they they give these younger fighters to these to the wolves, dude. And yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I, I because he is younger, I, I feel like it was the correct decision, like to to have him Definitely. fight someone like Terence Mitchell. Um, and I and I do feel like because he is so young, I know he's hungry, but slowly work his way up because if you feed him to the wolves again, he probably will get smoked. You know, mm. so he's not. It's, it's just very smoke. exciting. He, he he gets me excited for that division. Yeah, no, he, he's he's a crowd bringer, and mm-hmm. you know he. He he's got big shoes to fill. He like yep. he likes to fill the room, and yeah, I'm excited for his future. I really am. Hundred percent. Well, that is our summary of Notcher UFC Fight Night. Uh, next up, Rob, we've got another fight night to cover this weekend. It is being headlined by. I know you like to call him Fiziev. I swear it's Fiziev. Raphael Fiziev against Gamrot. <laughs> Gamrot obviously coming off the win against Jalen Turner. He lost pr- before that against Dariush. And Fazeev lost against Gaethje after he had that impressive win streak. Mm. And that was meant to be the fight where Fazeev shook up the division. And yeah. it didn't happen. Well, well so I was going to say, and also the fight with Gamrot 
and Dariush was supposed to be that fight. It was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, you're like, right. Yeah. Well, he's Dariush thrown to, to, to Gamrot, the next biggest thing. And mm. I think Dariush and Gage, you both, both derailed those hype trains. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, it was good to see. You know, no, not good to see them lose. It was good to just see. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I know, I know you <laughs> like a train being derailed. I know you do. Uh, yeah, I just like, <laughs> I like seeing these hard fights and yeah. I like seeing like guys come against adversity because we see with Gamrot now, you know, with his win against Jalen Turner, like he's, yeah. he's back, you know, and yeah. it makes people better. Lo- lo- mm-hmm. Losing makes you better, you know, it hones the metal. I do sure. believe that. And so how, how do you see this, this fight, fight going then? Oh, yeah. How do you I'm see I'm it going? For this. Oh, mate, they're just going to go out there and throw bad intentions at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if the pacing is any different because of the five rounds. Mm-hmm. But, mate, it's, it's, it's going to be a banger. It's going to be a banger to watch and they're going to throw down. I can, I don't know, if I was going to lean one way or another, I would have to go to Fazeev. I feel like. Yeah. I just feel like he took the time away from the game after fighting Gaethje to really just refocus himself, get back into training, and then, you know, come mm-hmm. back when he was when he was ready. And I I also do love the way Fazeev fights. He just yeah. if he fights with every single punch and kick with bad intentions, throwing mm-hmm. pure violence. And I just love to see it. Love to see it. So and 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 surely like this is the interesting thing about this division because I'm looking at the rankings now. Whichever one of these guys wins would be ha- they'd have to be put up against someone like I don't know, maybe the the winner of Chant- Chandler, I don't know. Who do, who do they fight next? It's such well, a weird that's division. The thing, because like what's happening with Chandler right now? It's crazy because he's still he's fighting like, McGregor, right? Is, allegedly, is he? <laughs> I don't know. I have no is idea he? what's going on. <sighs> Well, yeah, you know, it's just McGregor even being tested right now. Like, what the? Ah. Mate, anyway. it is it is a weird space to be in. The top five of that division is, you know, it, it's a weird place right now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hope that even though Fazeev couldn't do it last time, I still feel like he can break into that top five. You know, I feel I like can, he's going to win today as well. I can see like. Fazeev winning, Fazeev get winning, and then maybe having getting put up against Dariush. Yeah, that's that. a good shout. That's a really that, good shout. That's a fight that hasn't happened, and I think that gets Fazeev to a title shot. Yeah. But then if Gamrot wins, you know, it's, <laughs> it's strange. It's a difficult one. Because <laughs> yeah. Dariush is coming off his loss against Oliveira, mm. and Oliveira fighting Makachev soon. Mm-hmm. What what do we do with Gaethje? What do we do with Poria? Uh, you know, you know mm-hmm. what? Maybe maybe with maybe with McGregor, you know, fighting or not fighting, they make <laughs> the winner fight Chandler. Maybe maybe Chandler gets back into the ring with one of these boys while he's waiting. Who who knows? But then if he if he loses to one of these guys, he doesn't get that yeah. fight from McGregor. I can see no. that. No. As well as like coaches are supposed to fight each other afterwards. Mm. But mm. I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's what it is. It was a weird series. I, I only watched a few episodes. It was a strange one to me. I didn't like the concept, and <laughs> I don't know when they're fighting. Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day. Like me and Gaston, we were supposed to fight after the thing, but then I got real sick. Day of. Day of. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did um, We did touch gloves later in the, <laughs> the track eventually. Eventually? But there's one more fight. Lo- yeah. yeah. 
Oh, it would have been gone. Would have been three or four years after the fact. Yeah, something like that. But um, there's one more fight I would like to speak about, and that's my training brother in arms, Jacob Malkoon. He uh, yeah, he's coming off wins, and his opponent has changed three times, <laughs> three times on him, and he's just had, hasn't been phased by it. Doesn't matter who they put in front of him, yeah. he's he's going there to put in some work. So tune in for that, guys, because honestly, he gives me trouble. He he a lot of the days he puts it on me in the gym. So I'm excited mm. to see him perform because it's the best he's ever looked, and. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to see one of the lads get up. You know, one of one of one of my brother in arms. No, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting to watch that one as well. Mm-hmm. So, if you were to give a prediction for that one, oh, mate, I'm not gonna hex it. I feel like I feel like you're staying out of it. Fair. I, I oh, I'm staying that. out of it, but I'm going. I can see Jacob. Oh, I'm going to give a prediction. I can see Jacob finishing this guy. Like, okay, he's he just cool. looks so good. It, it yeah. I'm trying to think of like what would beat Jacob and there's there's not a lot of things at the moment. All right. Looking forward to it, man. Well, mm, we've got fun. our predictions for, or at least a couple of Fight for Fight Night this weekend. Let us know what you think in the comments below because now the beauty, Rob, of these episodes earlier in the week is mm-hmm. a bit of time yeah. until we get to the fight night, until the event. So you can it's have time. your predictions. Yeah, um, jump in, guys. Comment what... Well, you think where you think Mike Bell should go next? <laughs> so, so, so uh, jump in to a, to and another career it. to the UFC <laughs> section. We, we've got some game news. It's been a bit of a light one, Rob. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you, but here's one that I thought we could <clears throat> talk about: Mortal Kombat One, the reboot mm-hmm. of the series. It is coming out tomorrow at the time of this recording in Australia, at least. Um, rated really well, eighty-seven on Open Critic. I just want to say, Rob, what a year this has been for games, and and not even just like even looking at fighting games. Remember Street Fighter released this mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. a really good fighting game. And now we've got Mortal Kombat. And what about Tekken? I think Tekken's getting a get- it's just been well, insane. And like and. With Street Fighter, they went back to their roots. With Mortal Kombat yeah. now, they've gone back to their roots. New to universe, new story. <laughs> they've got all the old heads. Johnny Cage oh, yeah. is there. So yes. I'm happy. It's, uh, mate, you know what? This year has been so good for gaming. I'm sad oh. for next year. <laughs> oh, bro. I, I, you know what? We keep saying that, though. And they, they, I, I think next year is going to find it difficult to follow up against this year. But I am looking at the calendar as well. Nick, next year's got some decent heavy hitters in there as well. But, dude, it's just been an insane year. And now Mortal Kombat. Rob, do we run it back? You, you right, versus well, me? That's up. That's up to that's up to the people. <laughs> if the people want to see the people want to see me smoke you in uh, another game and make me the double champ, then put it down in the comments. Me and Johnny fighting Mortal Kombat 1. Let us know. Mm. If you're interested in seeing it, I'll put a beating him on on him for use for use who would you play as who's your Johnny character Johnny Cage oh Johnny Cage alright cool of cool, course cool. yeah of course I thought you were gonna, I, don't, I don't know why I was gonna think Scorpion but I don't you know what's funny it's like I grew into Johnny Cage but when I was playing the game I never liked him really <laughs> so I, I don't think I don't even think I've ever played him but now he's my favourite character <laughs> yeah fair for me it's it's always been Sub-Zero Sub-Zero is freaking awesome badass blue ninja 
So that's who I, I would pick if we were going to run it back. Let us he's know just, in the comments. If there's enough support, he, we'll do it. He's just a different color scorpion. Get off it, bro. He's oh, a they're all the color. same, scorpion, Rob, They're all the same. Color. Reptile, he's, he's a different yes. color. Smoke. Yeah, noob side bot. They're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. But that's why I I'm love Mortal Kombat. Oh, wait, let, 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 I'll say this. Every Mortal Kombat that comes out, even if I might not play the game, I watch the full story for the main mm. campaign on YouTube. I, mm. I love the lore of that franchise. I think it's so damn fascinating. And the well, fact another that they're guy rebooting I it. Yeah. I liked Goro. Goro is sick huge. too. Dude, There's so many cool so characters. Strong. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keen for Goro. I don't know if Goro's in there, but if he's in there, I think maybe I'll beat you with Goro. Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll beat you with Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is cooler. <laughs> I want to pull up the Cage. characters. It's, a, it's an interesting so game. Good. So this Mortal Kombat, I believe, is the one where you essentially can have like multiple older characters help you out in fights. It's a weird yeah, mechanic. Cameo fighters. Uh, cameo fighters. You got the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the actual like roster themse- itself. So it's like Ashra's returning. Baraka's obviously in there. Baraka. I don't think Goro is in there. Goro, Goro. Is, a, is a cameo. Is not a, an actual mm. fighter. I like Shang Tsung, but he's in there. Mm. Pre-order exclusive. Shang Tsung. But yeah, well. Everyone that. else, Raiden's back. <laughs> Quan Chi with I one of the I never liked too. Raiden. I never liked Raiden. The God of Thunder? Really? Oh, I feel like he was just annoying. Like oh. for all his hocus pocus, he couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Of course he would. He zap, throws lightning around the place. Where's the cool yeah. Sakat looking hats? Exactly. He would teleport everywhere. He was such a cool character, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that, that is pretty much it on Mortal Kombat. comes out tomorrow. Uh, all the reviews are good. Let us know if you're playing it in the comments below. Next up, Rob, we've got Xpa- Xbox Game Pass Core has been confirmed. So this is essentially Xbox Live Gold. Everyone's used it at some stage if you had an Xbox. It's essentially replacing Xbox Live Gold, going to cost the same, and it's going to offer you a bunch of rotating Game Pass games. So instead of with Xbox Live Gold, you would actually be given games every now and again from memory. Now it's giving you a smaller roster of rotating games. And there's some nice heavy hitters in there, bro. Like you got Dishonored 2, Doom Eternal, Among Us, Dead Cells, Hellblade, Payday 2, Stardew Valley, Fallout 4. It's a nice little rotation, even Gears 5 in there as well. What do you think about this, Rob? About the smaller Game Pass core library versus regular Xbox Live? So, so Xbox Live is no more or it exists well, Xbox Live is there. alongside? Yeah, it's, it's so like you'll be able to play, uh, from my understanding, you'll be able to play online multiplayer games with Xbox Game Pass Core, but it's not just Xbox Live Gold where you every month or so you actually get given a game and you get to keep that game. Now you just get access to a rotating ro- a roster of, of Game Pass games, a smaller one, but still a nice little rotation. So it's like, so it's like the light version of Xbox. Pretty much, no, yeah, pretty light, much. Light is it going to be yeah. cheaper? It's the same prices as gold, but it's it's definitely cheaper than obviously proper Xbox Game Pass where you get way, way more games. Um, and I think for the most part, this Game Pass core, you're getting Xbox Game Studios games for the most part. And mm. that's why a lot of people want to get into an Xbox in the first place to be able to mm. play those exclusives. What happens if like you're really into a game and then like it rotates out? Well, that's the thing. It, that, that's the same argument for Game Pass in general. Like there's always that risk 
unless it's an Xbox like own studio, like Fallout Four yeah. is always going to stay in there now, so long as Zenimax stay within Xbox. And yeah. for other studios, yeah, there's a chance that it actually gets rotated out. Um, but you are does that happen? Less. Does that happen in in the live version of it at the moment? All the time. It happens all the time. Yeah, Games get rotated all the time, and so. if you want to keep playing it, you'll have to purchase it. Yeah, so it's just it's just a light version of Game Pass, cool, but it's the same yeah. price. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, it's the same price as gold, but it's less than regular Game Pass. I know there's all these naming conventions are yeah. so confusing. Xbox need to fix up their their shit when it comes to this. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know why it's called yeah. Xbox Series X and S. Why? Um, wh- what are you going to call the next one? Nah, isn't the X the big one and the S the small one? Yeah, but like, how does that make um, any sense? Because S like, means what? slim, doesn't it? Does it? Or does it mean small? Or does it? And what does X mean? Does yeah. it mean it, extra it large? Mean both. Yes. <laughs> it, like, it's just, it's <laughs> just gonna, letters. I'm going to say yes on behalf of, of on behalf of Xbox. Yes, it does. <laughs> but why why go from Xbox One to this? Like, just go Xbox Two, Three, Four. I don't know. That is because Xbox that is Two doesn't to... sound very cool, dude. <laughs> PlayStation Two sounded cool, so why does an Xbox Two sound? Yeah, cool? but that was a '90s thing, bro. Like, true. You know, times change. Like, <laughs> do you know what they should do? Honest, honest answer. Just call the next one Xbox Five. Oh, sorry, Xbox Six, and then that way it's PlayStation uh, Six, and then they're equal, and you never I'm have to worry waiting. about this ever again. I'm still waiting for the Xbox Seven Twenty. Where's that bad boy? We were all expecting that name too. What happened <laughs> to that? Where's the next bad boy? I was enjoying those. <laughs> but oh, Xbox 360, terms, those were great. In terms of my opinion on the, on the Game Pass stuff, I personally love Game Pass, okay, because yeah. I have two kids. I have more than, <laughs> more than just two kids, but I have two kids that play a lot of Xbox. <laughs> yeah. And having the Game Pass is great. It has saved me so much money because they just go on the store and download new games all the time, like all the time. It just keeps them occupied. They're not coming up to me all the time going, Dad, can I buy this? Can I buy this? Can I buy that? It's just, yeah, nice. it's just like having a blockbuster in your house. It's sick. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's sick. so good. As for I, think it's, I think it's pretty having cool Having a well. lighter version of it, I don't understand it too much, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think they just want to get the Game Pass kind of branding in there. They feel mm. like it's better value than gold. And gold kind of ran its course, I think. So yeah. I don't mind. Let us know if you're an Xbox user and there's something else about this that we should consider. Let us know in the comments below. Um, mm-hmm. But Rob, that's pretty much it for the game news. Moving on now to what we're watching, playing, and reading. Have you been doing mm-hmm. any anything interesting this week? I, this week, it's, you know, it's so crazy because you say this week, but it's Monday. So I I've, got to like, <laughs> I've got to like recalibrate myself. Have you been doing anything? Let's start with you today. Mate. 100%. So the other week I got um, invited to Ubisoft Sydney uh, studio or office to play Assassin's Creed Mirage. Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. Mirage essentially started off, I believe, as a DLC for Valhalla focusing on on Basim, the Loki character, and it just kind of became its own thing. It's a smaller size title. It's going for like, I don't know what the Australian price is, but US dollars, it's like $10 less or something like that less than a, than a full price game. And it's like, a, if you wanted to complete everything, you could probably do it in 20 hours. And when I played it, like the biggest sense that I got is that they're really going, everything's going back to the roots, but this game is actually really going back to the roots 
of the first Assassin's Creed games, especially Assassin's Creed 1. So when you're playing this thing, you're essentially like, you need to go into different areas. Enzo? Uh, Ezio. Ezio was Assassin's Creed 2, that trilogy. Okay. But but the first one was Altair. So this one is also set in the Middle East. It's set in Baghdad. And the premise of it is like there's a lot of investigations. Like I, what, as part of the mission that we were on, we were sent into this bazaar and you weren't given a quest marker in terms of like who exactly to talk to and what to do. You had to listen out, listen to characters talk and, and try and figure out where to go and, and what you needed to do next as if you were actually investigating as an assassin. Mm. It was kind of cool. I really liked it. And the combat is just like the first games as well. So you have to parry running around the city and traversing is awesome. Baghdad is beautiful. I'm mm. on the low, very excited for Assassin's Creed Mirage. I think it's it's more of a, if you're a hardcore Assassin's Creed fan, this one's probably more for you. I don't know what it's going to do to bring in new Assassin's Creed fans, especially with so many other titles <laughs> releasing at the same time, but I'm excited. Let, let me input just quickly there on the end. You said if you're a real Assassin's Creed fan. Mate, if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, you've bought every Assassin's Creed already. You guys are addicted. No, I disagree. You guys are I disagree. You just can't no, help no, no, yourself. No, no. You just keep lapping them up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will say I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I fell out of the series for a while. I, I think it was after Black Flag I stopped playing. And then it took me until Anybody Valhalla would. to get that back into was it. That thing was a priceless gem. It was a good game, Black Flag. Dude, oh, I should replay I, it. I enjoyed Black Flag <laughs> until I realized there's no real reason to loot and pillage other ships. And then, and then all the, all the fun just sapped out of me. And then, and then you just had other Assassin's Creed games. Like, let's be real. like They didn't hit the quality of past Assassin's Creed games. And some of you might be laughing at that. You think, what quality? The original trilogy of Assassin's Creed games up to Black Flag, they were good games. Like these were, dare I say, genre defining, but they were really awesome games. So they lost me a little bit. And then I got back in Valhalla, which I actually enjoyed. It was a little bit bloated, but I still enjoyed. Um, and now Mirage. I'm very excited to get back into the mm-hmm. into the routine with Mirage. So that's what I played a few weeks ago. Yeah. I am... Um- I just could never get into it. Could never get into I feel it. You. I, I enjoyed Black Flag because I Black Flag because I was I enjoyed being a pirate. I like being a pirate. Yep. <laughs> you know. Well, that's, that's the thing. It, it, you enjoyed it because it didn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game. Like yeah, honestly, until, that's probably the reason. Until I started fighting things. Yeah. <laughs> until I started yeah, fighting things, and then I was just like, <laughs> like the whole military was on me, and I was just like perfect parrying everything. It was silly. Great. Oh, then then, then you would love Mirage because you could perfect parry all the enemies in that game. But it was too easy. Fair. I get it. It was too easy. I was... I'm just so good at video games, Johnny. I just want to play Elden Ring and get it's, smashed it's, in the face. I just want to play Elden Ring with. I just want to play Elden Ring with my toes because I'm that good. <laughs> you know? it's, just, it's just how it is, you know. <laughs> I still think it's going to be a good oh. game, but I, oh, I, I haven't so been too. watching anything, by the way. No, no anime for me this week. It's been playing Starfield and preparing for something else that I'll talk about next week, which is very exciting. From yeah, from what you say, it looks exciting. I may even give it a geese. Mm. Would you recommend it as a starting platform for Assassin's Creed? Actually, well, let's say let's say yes. I'm a new guy, which yep. I am, and yep. I want to I want to hit an Assassin's Creed title mm-hmm. that will that I'll enjoy. Never having never played it uh, an Assassin's Creed before. 
I would say for sure. I I, I wouldn't actually recommend okay. any of the previous Assassin's Creed games because Valhalla and Odyssey and even Origins, they're huge games and there's so much to do. And especially Valhalla, I like the game, but it's like 80 hours to complete the main story because mm. you have to do every single area and it kind of drags on a little bit. Yeah. Um, with Mirage, it's a very condensed experience. It is what an Assassin's Creed game, from what I've experienced, is meant to be. This is the true test to see whether you would actually like Assassin's Creed as a franchise. So I reckon right. this is the best right. title to get into it. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll take that on And board. if you don't like it, what? You've, you, you've spent less than a full price on a game and it's only... 15, 20 that's, hours. So Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it as you said, you can probably complete it about 20 hours. It's not too big, not too yeah. expensive, not a bad entry point. Not a bad entry yeah. point. Yeah. But what, what have I you, been man? playing? Hmm. I haven't been watching really anything other than what I mentioned last week. Yeah. Reading there's a I'm still kind of on the fence. I'm reading a couple of books, but nothing worth recommending right now. I know there's some new titles coming out soon, but mm-hmm. yeah. In terms of playing, I have been pretty addicted to Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Tell me it's about gonna, it. There's going to raise a lot of people's eyebrows <laughs> at the moment because the game is taken the scene by storm. Yeah. So, but I've, so I played Divinity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Divinity Original Sin 2. That was such a good game, such a well put together game. Larian, they just go above and beyond. It's the small details that they they hit out so well. I do feel like it is a Divinity 2 title that's been reskinned and optimized. It is yeah. really, like in terms of mechanics, not in terms of story. The story is ridiculous. The amount of avenues and options you have in handling and tackling problems, much like Divinity, but on steroids is so good. <laughs> so, like, it is very hard to have the same playthrough twice. It is, it is, it is really cool. But for me, I personally like character building. I like making new characters. That's why I've put 112 hours into the game, and I haven't gotten past Jesus. the first act. I haven't what? gotten past the first act. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. How long would it take you to finish the whole game? Genuine question. Oh, uh, I, I want to. I think it's 180 in total. That's maybe. insane. It's man. a huge. That's... It's a huge. It's a huge game. It's a huge game, and depending on how deep you want to take your role playing in the yeah. game, because that's that's a big part of D and D, and depending on how far you want to take that changes the game again but i mm. like building characters i just like builds Fair. that's why i was so into pathfinder wrath of the righteous which is uh, it's pathfinder is very similar to D, mm. but not quite and um i just make a character and feel like don't vibe him then make a new one and that's like after 36 hours of like in one character and i just keep <laughs> repeating and making new ones and making new ones and i'm a little bit like a role player as well because if i make if i accidentally make a decision in the game yep. that i don't agree with later down the track i'll have to delete that character <laughs> you, you will because straight up delete a character if you don't like for instance like. in uh, spoiler alert if you, you don't want to spoil it here's a spoiler coming so Tune out for a little bit. Is it a big spoiler? Hold on. What nah, if I want to play spoiler. the game? Tiny spoiler. Tiny. All, right, all right. Okay. You're put into a position where someone's kind of like, they're like, if you start feeling these effects, drink this poison and kill yourself because the <laughs> effects will turn you into a monster, right? And I was like, 
It, I accidentally just pre- pressed yes, okay, and it did me. It did. I had to delete that character because I'm not going to kill myself even though I become a monster. I'm just going to become a monster and kill everybody else. <laughs> you know? You're, wait, hold on, hold like, on. Your character actually died? No. You kill the – you end up – it's like an alternate route. You're like, you end up fighting the chick that's trying to get you to swear to drink poison. I'm so it's, confused. I've just got yeah, to play this game. There's no context in, in, this, no, in this scenario. No, and so. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm trying not to give anything away. But yeah, it, it, it is fun. If you enjoy role-playing games, if you enjoy tabletop games, like CRPGs, yep. like tactical mm-hmm. games, play it. It's like, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like... Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, like really just geared me up though on overdrive to play this game because in Pathfinder, I started playing, started doing like solo playthroughs on like the hardest difficulty mm. and, and, and it was so hard, like so hard. It's a lot of like reloading, a lot of, yeah, it is so hard. And then I, I played the new Baldur's Gate and I feel like it's, it's, it's not easier, but there's more avenues for success. You know? mm. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Can't recommend it enough. All right. I, I think, I hope, because usually every Christmas I have a bit of time off of work and I can tackle one big game. Mm-hmm. I think this year it's going to be Baldur's Gate. That, that's my current thinking. Yeah. Cause, and I might not get it finished, but everything else, I, I think I'd, I'll well and truly finish Starfield by then. So I think Baldur's Gate will be that game because mm. everyone's raving about it. You never so we'll kind see. of finish Starfield. You kind of just get to a point. It's one of those games where you get to a point where you've set up your stuff, you've done enough mm. for now, and then you go and come back in four years. Well, no, here's the thing. So I've, <laughs> I just made a checklist. I've made a little list of all the main mission, like the main mission, faction missions, and all the miscellaneous quests or side quests. All I want to do, Rob, is just get those done. I want to mm. get those done and then once I'm like, all right, I've done my one really good playthrough, spam the hell out of New Game Plus to see where that takes me. And then I might be done with the game, as you said, for like a year or two and then come back into it when there's mm. an expansion or whatever it might be. When, um, when you mod it with 400 mods so that your computer starts smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need to do my vanilla playthrough before I mod it. Um, and I'm worried like because like all these mods that are out there right now, they're not small mods, but they're like mods like they add DLSS in there or an FOV slider. Mm. And Bethesda has just come out and said, oh, we're going to add a bunch of that stuff into the game. I'm like, well, I'm not going to bother modding my game when you're already you're adding stuff into it actively. Yeah. I'll just wait. I'm just going to wait I'm, until the community settles. I'm funny settles on mods, eh? Like I've, I, I enjoy them. Like I'm a RimWorld mm. player. If you ever played RimWorld, mm. probably one of yeah. the best colony simulators you've ever played ever. And obviously anybody who plays RimWorld for any amount of time, I think I've got about 800 hours on it. They, you need to mod the hell out of it. You, you need to it right. just add so much to it. But I can't help but feel like it's like I'm doing something that's not that I'm not supposed to. Like uh, you know, I don't know. It just takes a, takes away a little bit of the satisfaction of like getting really strong or taking or finishing the game or fighting a hard boss. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's I a, I, t- I totally get what you place. mean. Plus, as well, I don't like modding a game too much where it feels like I'm modding more than I'm playing. Dude, like. Yeah, let's just let's let's be honest. You've one day you wake up and you're like, you know what? 
I feel like Skyrim. Then you go on to Skyrim and you go on the, you go on the Vortex. <laughs> you download a 1,200 mods. You go yeah. to play it. It crashes. You turn it yeah. off and don't play it. <laughs> like, I'll see you I, again in two years. <laughs> see, you, see you in six months. <laughs> like, dude, tell me that's not you in the last five, ten years. <laughs> I 100% did that. I 100%. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I do it all the time, dude. <laughs> uh, that is what we are watching, playing, mm, and mm. reading. Last of all, we've got viewer questions. If you have any That's questions great. that you want to ask us for the podcast, let us know in the comments below. But number one, Rob, we have RealCat1410. If you had to choose a faction to be a part of in Starfield, which would you pick and why? And I assume that they're asking if you just had to pick one, like if you were in the world of Starfield, which one mm. would it be? Oh, this is tricky. This is tricky. It is. I'm gonna, like I'm starting to like deep think it. You, you, you answer first. Look, I like the concept of the Vanguard, but unless you're like the because oh, I don't want to spoil it. The whole point of it is like you're getting into there so you can become a citizen of the of the of New Atlantis and get your own apartment and stuff. But in the in-game law, that takes like ten years, and I don't want to be a volunteer space fighter for ten years. Mm. Um, the Freestyle Rangers is cool. I still haven't done the Reunion storyline, but I feel like. I might like the Reunion storyline. Right now, though, I would still say the Vanguard because, I don't know, the Freestar Rangers just seem like a bunch of cowboys going around everywhere. I don't know. Can you, you see Vanguard? Can you just pick, like, Constellation, like the Adventurers? Like in the game itself? Navigators? Yeah, just chill. Yeah. Dude, th just, th that's, th that's the thing about Starfield. You don't need to do any of the faction yeah, storylines. Like, if, if I had to pick one... And for let me firstly, the idea of me actually being in in a space game kind of freaks me out. I don't really like space that much. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's too big. It's, it's scary. It it's is scary. Death. You're surrounded yeah. by death at all yeah. times, <laughs> and there's like angry dudes that go pew pew, and then you're dead. <laughs> like it seems like a very sketchy place to be. But if I had yeah. to pick one, I like had to. I couldn't just be a citizen because I just want to be Citizen Rob. You yeah. know, just walking around, NPC. Just You just run past <laughs> me every time you go sell your guns, bro, because I'm just cruising. <laughs> I'm just cruising. I'm one of those guys that, yeah, I'm, I'm just an NPC. I'm, I'm happy being those. But if I had to pick one, it'd be the – had to be Constellation just so I can get the, the cool space powers, dude. Fair. I just want cool space powers. That would make me yep. – yeah, I think, I think that would be good for me. <laughs> all right, all right. Next question here we have is from Martin, I think, M-R-T-N. Just as a general thing, this person would love to see a mm. guest appearance. Mm. Like, what, Rob, you and I have talked about this. If we were to get as our first guest, who would it be? Who oh, would that mate. first guest be? There's so many mate, good choices too. I think we have to ask who our audience wants to see because we, we've, we've mm. mentioned it before. Obviously, we're only up to episode 20. I know that seems like a – we make it seem like a big deal and it feels <laughs> like we've been on the internet forever, but forever. It, we, are, we are just budding. We are still growing and yeah. I feel like we're still trying to put our foundation down and mm -hmm. get our base of listeners and viewers that like what we do. And obviously, we interact with you guys a lot through the comment section and reading the comments and reading the questions and answering your questions. But we're still picking up on the personality of yeah. our 
fan base as a whole. So I think mm. tell us who you want to to listen to, who you would like to see on here. And, you know, that'll give us an indication for one, but also like just, yeah, just to see where, where you want to hear on it, uh, where you guys kind of want us to head with this. For sure. Because it, it's always been a tough discussion because the entire concept of this podcast is MMA and video games. That inevitably might narrow down a guest that you can get because if you want a guest to be part of the main Hulk show, you need someone that knows how to talk about MMA and video games. And it's a, it's there's a big group of people out there, mm. but it does narrow it down a lot. So you can't just pick everyone. Like if we just picked a solely MMA-orientated guest, then does that mean can we talk about video games in the same podcast that they're going to be sitting there for 20 minutes not knowing what to talk about? That's what makes it difficult. Mm. So help us narrow it down. I think that's well, a good idea. I think... I think once we do, that's this is why I tell you guys every week in, week out, share it with your friends, tell your mates, yell it yep. out the window, put up <laughs> stickets on things. Put up banners. <laughs> banners. <laughs> spray it on the side of your car. Tell your mates because when we build the foundation to a point yeah. where, you know, we, we, we're comfortable with branching out and expanding our, you know, our avenues, I think maybe guest episodes, guest episodes or something Love like it. that. Yeah. We'll we'll be a thing, you know. We'll 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 do our normal just chill vibes chat on a Monday, and then we can do our guest episodes later uh, later in the week, you know, on a Wednesday. So I guess That's um, a really you know, another, good idea. Another That's tick. Good another idea, tick Rob. Things on Monday <laughs> got me thinking. <laughs> Let us know, guys. Let us know, guys. Next question we have is from Alan Pierce. Is it a crazy idea that Ty could cut down to light heavyweight? His power would be sick in that division. He looks small against the heavyweights. I thought this was a really interesting question. Could Ty go down to light heavyweight, Rob? It's it's only interesting because you guys haven't seen him face to face. Yeah. Like I've been I've hung out with him a bunch of times and dude they're like that guy is not going anywhere near under a hundred. <laughs> anywhere near it. Like he's big. Um, Granted, he's not super tall, but yeah. he's he's like, yeah, he's massive. He's a big guy. That's why he has so much power. He's got a lot of weight in his legs. You know? mm. Yeah, they I it's not happening. It's definitely not <laughs> it's not happening. They're built different, those guys. Even you see even the the tougher boys. They don't look yeah. as big as 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 Ty, but they're like proportionally they got huge legs, lot of knockout power, even still. And they look probably just a little bit smaller even. Yeah, to yeah. a degree, you know. You, uh, you you've been telling me about that. Like some of these fighters on camera, just because of the way that their body looks and their proportions. Might not actually look that the so like the size that they really are. And mm -hmm. because you get to to see a lot of these fighters in person. They're just completely different. So yeah, I, I, I would jobs. love, yeah, I would, I would love to be able to, because yeah, if I could ever meet some of these fighters in person, just compare. Because even if you're in a in a crowd watching them, and we don't get many fights here in Australia, obviously, you're still only seeing a small part of them. You don't know how tall or big that they really are. Well, you know, if we if we get enough traction going, we can. I'm sure we can get sent to a fight card to go do. To, to to go do a on the road episode, you know, Rob. If Just you if down, we can do MMRK mix <laughs> on the road live at one of these shows, that'd be that'd be a dream for me. I think that would be really cool. I think we 100%. just need 
we need a couple more subs, guys. Like I said, yes. yell it out the window. Yell it out <laughs> the window. <laughs> Next question. And Rob, I picked this one for you. Gabrielle mm. Franco asks, did you guys ever, ever play any From Software games? Rob, mm. you love your From Software games. Mate. They're, mate. <laughs> mate. Like, they're, they're probably some of, like, they're my favorite games of all time. Yeah. They are ridiculously good. Ridiculously mm. good. Have you played any? Of course, of course. And I was going to ask you the question. If if someone hasn't played a From Software game yet, what would you say the title should be that they play? I think Elden, I know what you're going to say. Elden Ring. Yeah. Elden Ring, yeah. for sure. They've, Elden Ring's the game they made user-friendly for everyone. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's still a great game. I don't think it hits as good as like Dark Souls 3 or 2. Yeah. One's kind of janky, but <laughs> three and two, <laughs> yeah. three and two were, were really, really good. But For I sure. love Elden Ring all the same, though. I think it's phenomenal, and it, it, yeah. it, it's just such a good game, such a good game. And for anyone that wants to pick up a game, they're like, okay, Rob said From Software is a good game. Let's jump into it, and you get in and you get absolutely smoked. Do your due diligence, guys. Like spend uh, like ten seconds typing in OP builds for Elden Ring and you'll find a build you can take out of the gate to the end game because it's just so easy. Actually, you, know, you don't even need to do that. I'll just tell you what it is. Just play magic. Just play magic, dude. <laughs> it's so easy. You go pew and you run away and then you go pew and you run away and you just keep rinse and repeat. Put yeah. all your points into intelligence and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> when I when I did my Elden Ring playthrough, I did that exact thing and I found this OP samurai build with two samurai yeah. That was that was awesome. You were Moon, just wrecking Moonlight everything. Or Moonblade or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. It was. I can't remember yeah. the name of the katana, but it was hate, absolutely great. I'm pretty. I got. I get real. I'm really into the PvP scene in in Elden yep. Ring, yep. and I can't stand those those. Moon Is that because they kill you all the time? Moonvale huh? nerds. No way, bro. No way. I'm an old Boomer stick swinger. There's no way they beat me. No way, dude. I just hate them. They're just like. Fair absolute tryhards. Absolute tryhards. As soon as you see the dude with like heavy armor with two stabs, you're like, oh, okay, give me a break, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question is from William Blair. What's one thing you hope they put into Elder Scrolls 6? One Ooh. thing. It's You know it's crazy, Rob, that we're talking about Elder Scrolls 6, but it's entered early development. Todd Howard confirmed it. <laughs> it's it's coming out, I guess, in five years is my guess, but it's around the corner, the next game. One thing. Oh, one thing they can put in Elder Scrolls 6. It's a really City tough management. One. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. That's a I good answer. I reckon that would be cool. Not, not just being able to own your own house, but being able to rise as like Thane or King and... Mm. Own a city, I think. So, that, like, that was always something that I felt was never realized for me in Skyrim. It was always the thing that was missing. I wanted to become yeah. like king. I wanted to become the, you know, the, the high king of Skyrim myself. <laughs> <laughs> mm. they, they started the beginnings of that system with Fallout Four and the settlement system, mm. where you can have people going in, in and out between settlements. Yeah, take that to the next level. You know, it's it's interesting. Like if you look at Starfield, like it's got 
a number of those big components which is selling the game. So it's the outpost building, mm. it's the star, uh, spaceship combat and building and all that kind of stuff. Elder Scrolls Six also needs those things, and I reckon you've nailed it on the head. I reckon that would be amazing. Yeah, dude. I think that would – oh, mate. I would be so frothed on that. Can I ask, though? <laughs> just just yeah. thinking, can you get NPCs to your outposts in in um uh, in Starfield? Oh, in Starfield. Uh, not NPCs. You can have – I know you can have your companions fair, and stuff and send them to yeah, do work and stuff. But correct. You can, can you can pick get, up crew like settlers and you send get them. Those? I don't think random people will land. I, I to be fair, I could be wrong, but I haven't seen random people come to my outpost yet. Um, the only thing tried, if, is if you if you build an outpost that's too big, sometimes raiders or spacers will come and attack you. Um, mm. That's the midst. Like, that's as much as I've seen. Mm, mm, mm. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair but Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, I like it. I like it. But uh, Rob, that is the last question that we have that for is. episode twenty. Episode twenty. Before before we tune out, I just want to show something mm. that was given to me by one of our fans. You said <laughs> you wanted me to bring it up. Look at that, guys. That's us. It's not going to focus. It's not oh, going to focus. I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, <laughs> to, to give you context, it's which flight was that, Rob? I think that's Till. I want to say that's Till. Okay. So to give you a context, it's a photo of Rob's winning pose against Till when he was when he was told he was the victor, and someone photoshopped my face on Till's face, yeah. and it's the funniest thing that I've ever seen. And, we'll share it on we Instagram the, or something. We have the MM Arcade belt. I think this is in <laughs> relation to when I smoked you in Street Fighter. <laughs> Probably. Oh, right, can can I be real in relation to that? The one thing that I would love for you and I to have eventually to and to make is an MM Arcade belt. I think that would be the coolest thing in the world. I okay. would love one, mate. Let's we, be honest. If we you can build it into the any game, show. If you beat me in any game, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Are you serious? Right Let's now? be honest. You're not gonna come anywhere close. Are you? No, are you, are you being serious? Like that, that's an actual challenge. What games are we going to play? And, and wait, you say I can't practice. Like I know that's a rule of yours. Oh, well, if you practice, I'll practice. Ah, oh, sitting there. Uh, hmm. Look, I, I like my chances <laughs> on Mortal Kombat One. Hey, right, hold on, because yeah, a Street you know, Fighter. I was bad. doing all right in the beginning, and then you got really good, and then you smacked me towards the end. I don't know, but oh, you know what I feel like is the the most competitive game ever. For for new guys mm. as well is Super Smash Bros, dude. It is such oh, yeah, a good, good fight game. But yeah. firstly, we're going to do Mortal Kombat. You know, you've been talking about it. It's it's what you said you grew up on. It's what you said you're the best yeah. at in the world. So I never said that, but you got. I'm going. I'm going <laughs> against. Like, I'm going into your home ground to put a Luke Cage beating on you. All right. We'll <laughs> see. I'll, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to message my friend and, and get us a couple of codes, and then we'll we'll set it up. We'll set it up for sometime soon. Let us go. All right. Let us go. That's All right. Episode twenty. Everyone, boys. that has been episode twenty of the MMRK podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Leave your comments, like, subscribe, and we will see you next week for episode twenty-one. Peace. Peace.